Power Podcasters, Changing the Way the World Communicates, starring Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. Scott has been podcasting since 2005, and over 5,000 entrepreneurs just like you have benefited from his extensive knowledge, deep experience, and heart-based coaching. Confused about online marketing, SEO, PPC, SEM, or other obscure letters of the alphabet? Each week in plain English, Scott and his guests share proven strategies guaranteed to ignite your creative juices and get your business moving forward at warp speed. We attribute the success of our podcast to our commitment to excellence and our commitment to you, our valued listeners. So tune in each week as we explore podcasting, internet marketing, and the unweb with Scott Patton at www.powerpodcasters.com. Dot com. Now strap in, mute your ringer, and get ready to shoot for the stars. Because here's Scott. Hello, hello, Corey Michael Sanchez. Welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. I'm your host. We also have Mr. Ira Rosen over our guest here because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some really interesting things with courses and podcasting and getting more leads using that. We've got a really well-known expert named Scott Patton, and Scott. He's been podcasting since the spring of 2005, so a long, long time. In fact, his podcast is called Weight Loss and the Mind. It hit over 375,000 subscribers in the first year, 1 million downloads. That's really, really exciting. And he's executive produced and co-hosted over 35 podcasts, so he's always on the go, always figuring out the new things with podcasting, what to do, what not to do. And he's also an internationally renowned speaker. So really excited to have Scott Patton here today. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You're right. Absolutely. So now, you know, it's really awesome to have you because, you know, you've been doing this a long time, right? You've also joined Udemy in 2013. You've uh, revisited, put out a lot of courses, helped change a lot of businesses and put out some really great information. So, you know, I always like to start with how did you get started as an entrepreneur and, and where was the journey? Where did the journey begin for you? <laughs> I spent, you know, I came up with just a totally different answer than what I thought. I think I would have answered about five minutes ago. I spent 20 years as a grocery store manager before I got into online marketing and and podcasting and all these other good things. And I think I became an entrepreneur when I was sent to manage a store up in northern British Columbia, Canada. And it was a store where every improvement that we did lost us $10,000 in sales. So we put in a brand new deli, our sales went down 10 grand. We re, we took the bleach out of the flower aisle, we lost $10,000. They just hated us. And um, it was unfortunate and, and of course it was beyond my capabilities and and to fix, but I was at a chamber of commerce meeting and I was talking to this lady and she turned to me, she turned from me to her husband and she says you need to talk to this guy, switch seats. So we switched seats, and he um, he he actually fed the people that went out and replanted trees when they had you know cut down a bunch of trees. They had to replant them, and his job was to feed all the replanters. And he was having real problems with his food suppliers. So here I was, a grocery store that does no wholesale, up in northern British Columbia, talking to a guy who wanted to buy sacks of rice and potatoes, not you know a little bag, and. Everybody in my company just thought I was absolutely crazy, but they didn't say no, which was good. And 
one of my staff finally came up to me after about three months of doing this because it was a lot of work. It was a lot of stuff we weren't used to doing. And and he said, you know, I don't understand why you're you know you're not making huge money doing this. Why are you doing this? And I turned to him and I said, the amount of sales that we make justifies keeping another full time employee full time. And that was the, the the last answer that they ever expected me to to give. I mean, I knew the store would never be profitable. Everybody did, but I wanted to keep one employee full time and not demote him to part time. And it just totally changed the uh, the way everybody looked at the project and the way everybody supported the project. And for me, it was I'm in a box. I'm in I'm literally in a box with all these groceries uh, that won't sell, how do I sell them? And I had to step outside the box and find a totally different market. And I think that sort of began my whole journey towards entrepreneurship, as opposed to just being the manager of a store doing everything by the books. Wow, Scott, I'm just so curious. So what, what in the end there, when you left, what was, did they ever uh, turn that around and make that profitable, or is it just one of those... Uh, just one of those situations that was almost impossible to revive. Yeah, it was one of those situations. Well, what had happened was the main company that I worked for had bought another smaller company, and the the people that shopped at the smaller company shopped there because they hated the bigger company. So it was a no. It was absolutely no win, and I just wanted to keep the store open a little bit longer because you know it, it was just. It's just bad to close a store, right? Particularly wow. in a small community. Wow, wow, that's that's an amazing story. And you know, good for you having the mindset of not just chasing money, but rather, you know, the betterment of your fellow employees and so forth. Because Thank you. You're coming from a much higher place, and you know that's that speaks volumes for you. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You got to get people focused on a higher level goal. Recently, we did some we did uh, some changes with our own staff, and we got them to, instead of focusing just on like customer service metrics, like amount of tickets answered and all that stuff, we got them to focus on getting you know really excellent positive reviews from our clients. Mm-hmm. They had to raise the game even further because in order to get the positive review, it, it didn't just depend how many tickets they answered right or you know what metrics they're being, but like just really how well they were able to interact with the client. And as a result, everything was pulled upstream and our customer service got way better. It was already good, but it got even better because they were focused on a higher level calling, right? And so, yeah, yes. when you kind of get everything, everybody based around that, it's really exciting. So, you know, kudos to you for that. And now you're, you're really do- you're dove into making courses and all that stuff. So, so tell us a little bit about that, right? How did you get into course making and podcasting, and, and how did you get started in that? Uh, dragged yelling and screaming against my will would be the would true answer. And in 2003, 2004, Google was just kind of starting out. Yahoo was huge, AltaVista, and all the CompuServe, AOL, all these other, you know, who are these people? They were big then. And there was a rumor going around. I was working with the Internet Marketing Center in Vancouver here, and there was a room as a coach. So I was actually I had 35 clients that I was helping get online businesses going. And there was a rumor going around that if you had a this thing called a blog, and you did it right, you could shoot up to the front, top of Google. And at the time, we were teaching that it would take you three to six months to even be found in Google, or for Google to even find you. So this was like right at the beginning. And 
I spent three months reading every article I could find on blogging. And they all started out with, blogging is really simple. And everything after that period might as well have been Japanese because I didn't understand a word. And so after three very frustrating months, I made two brand new pages on my website. I opened up this blog. I posted. It was all, you know, keyword rich and everything else. And then I went on a 10-day cruise. And being somewhat Scottish, there was no way I was going to spend $10 a minute to find out if these uh, pages were highly ranked on Google or not. So when I got back, I did a search on Google and a search on Yahoo. And to my shock and amazement, my two brand new pages were number one for two separate keywords that I had optimized for. And I was just ecstatic. So I printed off the results. I ran into my boss's office and I said, look at this. And he went, oh, that's nice, Scott. So just imagine me, you know, shoulders slumped, leaving his office thinking, oh, I can't believe that he wasn't as excited about this as me because of everything I already said. So it turns out he didn't believe me. He thought I had Photoshopped my result to the top of the page and I was playing a joke on him. And so once I left, he did his own search. And of course, there I was right at the top and it changed the whole way that we did the program. Now, the unfortunate thing was that the owner and founder, Corey Rudel, died in a car accident shortly thereafter. And that was a very sad event. We were so, so sorry to see him go. He was a true pioneer of Internet marketing. But what it did was it opened up an opportunity for me because they decided, oh, we better go and do these boot camps all over the world so people know that the Internet Marketing Center hasn't died with Corey. And they needed a Saturday Night Live, that's what I call it, uh, entertainer, and they wanted me to talk for two hours on blogging. And at that point, before they asked me, I had been hearing about this thing called podcasting, and I thought, if it takes me three months to figure out blogging, it's going to take me a year to figure out podcasting. I don't want to do it. So I avoided it for like six months, and then they said, well, Scott, we want you to go <laughs> around the world teaching people about blogging. So just imagine that you show up at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday after a long week of working, and you're going to listen to my boss at the time talk for until 5 in the afternoon about Internet marketing stuff that you don't understand. Then you're going to go have a massive meal somewhere, and then you're going to come back at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to talk to you for two hours on blogging. And I knew that that was a recipe for putting everybody to sleep. There was no way I could talk for two hours on blogging. But I could talk for an hour, and what could I talk for another hour on? And so I thought, wow, well, all right, this podcasting thing. So to my shock, it took me 20 minutes to record a short audio, make my podcast, upload it, download it, and listen to it. It was so easy. Of course, I now had the experience of blogging to draw on. And so that got me into the world of podcasting. And I went around, taught everybody about this thing called blogging, this thing called podcasting. A couple of years later, decided I wanted to get back onto my own. I, once I left, you know, once you're 20 years with a company and then you leave them, you, you, in my case, I became a really bad employee. So it was far better for me to, to just fully embrace my entrepreneurship at that point and, and take off. Love it. Now, this is fabulous. So one of the things that we want to know is what are the most profitable things you've done in course making and podcasting? So we're going to take a short break and we're going to find those answers when we come back in just a moment. All right. Uh, you're all clear? 
Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite an episode, quite a story. Um, Thank you. Yeah, between the uh, podcast and uh, your grocery store. Wow, that's. Um, I don't. I don't. I've never heard anything like that before. Very interesting. I never told it this way before either. <laughs> wow, that's quite a story. People Thank you. Love stories. Yeah, that's. This was really a great, you know, recap because it's just. That's. I think that's what really hooks people. Yeah, you, know, you know that from you know what you're doing. Is, yes. You know, great, great stories. It's just like when we're little kids. That's what people. You know, you say to your parents, "Tell me a story." You know, mm-hmm. So very cool. Excellent. Now, uh, what are some of the um, the courses that you, you've made or you have or you host uh, currently? Well, I have about uh, 15 courses on podcasting on Udemy. One's in Spanish, one's in Portuguese, and one's in German. And then I've done I spun out into being kind of I call it a co-producer, co-director uh, of where I'll find experts and I'll I'll take them on to Udemy, and all they have to do is be the expert. I look after all the recording and the editing and and all the technical stuff so they don't have to worry about it. And so I have in total right now 55 courses that are live and probably 20 that are in production. Wow, okay. <laughs> wow, you're a machine, Scott. Well, I, I found out something really early, which is, is I can't do anything. And what you were saying about delegating and focusing and looking after your people is – absolutely right on because I found this video editor who was and I'm not a very good video editor but I thought I was really a good video editor and she's like so much better than me and so much faster than me it's I should I would have fired myself if I was my boss (laughs) we're going to be coming back in about 20 seconds okay so yeah so it's basically creating a system and like you said being disciplined and having focus and we're back. Troy Michael Sanchez here and Ira Rosen. Welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. We're on with Scott Patton, the king of podcasting courses. He's got 15 podcasting courses on Udemy. And he's also got 55, in, 55 courses in general and 20 in production. He is an absolute machine. Now, you know, when it, we were just talking about this over the break, but Scott, how, how did you get this amount of course material out there? I mean, that is an insane amount of courses. Well, I started with... Podcast, like podcasting course because that was I met this this fellow who was the, he made the Starbucks app and he wanted to do podcasting and after I talked to him for a couple hours he said Scott you have to do a video course on podcasting and it was kind of like you know like God talking down to you okay or the general saying go do something it was no question I was going to do this course and then I didn't know where to go so I looked around and Udemy seemed like it would be something that I could use fairly easily to do that so I did the course. And I did all the editing. I did the whole thing all by myself, which in, as an entrepreneur, we tend to do that. And then hopefully we know how the whole system works. We develop a system and then we don't ever do it again. And I made the mistake of talking to a number of my clients about how excited I was about this video course. And they all jumped online on board with me and said, let's do a course. Let's do a course. So I came, became kind of a co-producer director where the expert would come and they don't know anything about making a course. They just know what they know. They don't know anything about video editing or anything else. And within the first month, I think I had five courses that were ready, that were recorded. I actually sat down and recorded them with my experts, but I had no time to actually do the video editing. And so 
you know, what Era had said earlier about delegation and everything else, like there was no way I was going to let go of this, but there was no way I could do the work. So I ended up finding a video editor in the Philippines, and she is so much better than me, and she's so much faster than me. If I hadn't... If I if I known now what then when I know now I would have fired me and hired her right from the beginning, uh, but she was just wonderful. So we developed this system that results in creating courses in about twenty minutes for the expert and then about two hours of recording for the expert and myself. And then I kind of look after the back end. My video editor looks after that, and the course gets done very very quickly. So in the first twelve months, we did thirty six courses, and then. We're continuing. Uh, we're continuing uh, doing the same this this year, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, Scott, you really. Uh, I'd like to revisit what you just talked about, which I think is real important for our listeners. Is you know the art of delegating because you know sometimes we get so attached to our products or to our projects, it's real hard to let go. Yeah. And what happens is it sucks up all our time, and that's. You know, that's where you get into, you know, your non-revenue producing um, activities where, you know, your, your, your time is best spent, you know, creating what you do best and, and of course, selling. And, you know, when you, get, when you get caught in the mundane because you have no, you know, any entrepreneur that's out there, if you're doing your editing, you're doing your own editing as an example for anything uh, except maybe in the very, very beginning to kind of figure out what you want to do. That's a huge mistake. And maybe talk about that just for a second. Why? Sure. Why that's so important, and how that was a turning point. I'm sure for your for your business. I wouldn't be doing courses if I hadn't given up the video editing. There's no doubt about it. I was so frustrated because you know it, things things happen in the day, right? You get phone calls. You got this emails, Facebook, everything. You were talking about ninety percent of the. T- yeah, I still waste ninety percent of my time, but fortunately, my video editor doesn't waste ninety percent of her time, and and I can remember still how frustrated and ashamed I felt because here were all of these really these people that I love. They were my clients, but I loved them. They loved me, and I had the stuff that I was supposed to do that I could not get to. It was way too much work than what I could take on based on my, well, let's say, lifestyle, like work style. And and I just remember sitting at, and going, I just, I don't know how I'm going to face these people. And I was just really ashamed. And then I thought, no, I got to find a video editor. And my process basically, fortunately, it was like a home run on the first swing. This, this lady is so wonderful. Uh, but basically, I just said, here's a course, you know, edit it up. Let me see what it looks like. And it was just magnificent. And then I said, well, great. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And it's been uh, almost, well, a year and four months. And I've basically been uh, paying her full time since then. Wow, very nice, very nice. You know, that was, you know, that obviously was a turning point. So imagine for a moment, look back on your business, everybody, and what could you delegate right now? And I was at an event a while ago, and and uh, this speaker was talking about this very subject, and he said, delegate everything that you can possibly delegate. Delegate everything, and, and just spend your time on selling. Selling, of course, if you're doing the fulfillment, you're it, but those two things and it's you know it's all about doing high priority things and so it's 
that's a key thing in, in having massive success. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and Scott, so tell us, uh, you know, I mean, you've done so many courses, you got this down to a science. What's the framework for a highly profitable course that's easy to get done very quickly? Well, there's kind of two parts to that question. Uh, the first one is having a system to do it, right? So my system is I have a PDF that has asks a bunch of questions, and then I just send it to the to the expert, and I tell them 20 minutes. If you're spending more than 20, I had one call me back and say, Scott, I've been spending, I spent three hours on this. I said, you stop. You are way overthinking this. This is not that hard. Take 20 minutes, no more, and and then fill it out. And it's just this is just the broad strokes because most experts aren't necessarily good teachers. Some of them are for sure, but a lot of them aren't. And what I do is I take the answers to these questions and this and the, and whatever they fill out, and I turn it into a course because I know that there are things that need to be in the course that Udemy loves having in the course that makes it easy for Udemy to say yes, we're going to approve the course. That these people, there's no no way that they would know. I would not expect anyone to know this. And then they fill it out, they send it back to me, and then I review it. And sometimes, this happened a month ago, I said to the expert, you have four courses here because they were, they were all areas she was an expert in. They were all kind of related, but they were very distinct. So if you were writing a book and you looked at this, you would say, you really have four books here. This is kind of the same sort of thing. And she says, really? I says, yes, yeah. so we're going to do four courses, which is great because it was four one-hour to two-hour courses as opposed to one eight-hour course that was not focused, right? Each one would be very, very focused. So I have this, and then basically we just get on Skype. We make sure that the audio and the video is good, is the right quality. I record it, and then I upload it. My video editor downloads it. She uploads it to Udemy. We review it, and then we ask for Udemy to approve it. They approve it usually in a couple of days, and we're off to the races. So the system is really, really simple. And I forgot the other thing that I was going to say, unfortunately. Right on. So, okay, so now it's, you know, it's all kind of being clear now. How do you put, to, put this together, and how do you, you know, get this done? So Udemy is the platform you use. You, is there a reason that you prefer Udemy over other platforms? No. The Udemy was the first one that I got on. I understand it. I know it. And so that's – I stuck with it. The There's a lot of really interesting things happening. Of course, people saw Udemy. They've raised like $180 million or something, and they just finished raising $60 million last month. Uh, they're kind of one of the top two or three or four, I, I suspect. I mean, I haven't done an exhaustive search. Uh, but they do crowdsourcing for – courses. In other words, you don't have to have a PhD. You don't have to have 35 years experience. You just have to say, I know how to do this and do the, and be able to do the course. Now, they have certain quality controls and that sort of thing, but they're not looking for uh, – they're not, they're not looking for the PhD, right? Whereas other places like Linda, they have very strict standards on who their instructors are and how they produce the courses and all the rest of it. Um, because of their success, because YouTube has been blowing up and Facebook video has been blowing up, everybody's jumping onto video. And so we have lots and lots of other websites that are popping up now, and many of them contact me. And unfortunately, a lot of them are startups, and they do what most startups do, which is start down. 
<laughs> fall down, they you know they go bankrupt or they stop or it's a lot harder than it looks or whatever the reason is, they're not around a month later. So I usually take a while before, unless I happen to you know personally know the people involved before I even look at another one. But there's two. Uh, you're talking about changes happening fast. Well, there's two changes that happened very, very recently. One was called Skillshare.com, and they've been around for a little bit of a little while, and they have a different sort of plan and way of working than Udemy does. Uh, but what makes them really interesting is they're they've focused on the hobbyist. So if you want to know how to bake bread, or you want to know how to you know drive your drone, or uh, have better handwriting or take better photography. Those courses tend to do better on that platform than they do on Udemy, based on our experience and discussions, which is kind of interesting. So Udemy tends to be more; it has everything, but it tends to be more focused on programming, business, marketing, <clears throat> that sort of thing, making money. And Skillshare is very much more on you know oh, I want to know how to. And put up a shed in the backyard sort of thing. So it's kind of interesting how they've, they've kind of gone in two different directions. And I think we're going to see more and more of that where uh, video course platforms are not, you know, you'll have the Walmart and then you're going to have specialty stores. Like you got Walmart, it's got everything. And then beside Walmart, there's a little specialty bakery and a little deli and a little shoe shop sort of thing going on. And I think we're going to see the same sort of thing. The other news that's massive is Amazon has moved into video um, big time, their video, Amazon Video Direct. So it's uh, rather than paying for the course, which is the way Udemy works on it, they're on like a subscription like Netflix, you know, $10 a month or whatever it is. You get to watch whatever you want. Well, for a certain amount of money, I think it's $19. I'm not sure. I think it's around $19. You can watch all the Amazon Video Direct that you want, and of course the producers get paid uh, based on minutes watched. And you know, so just imagine for a second that you're interested in a book, um, you know, motivational book, and you see the search engine in Amazon comes up, and it's there's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and you go, oh, that looks really good. And on the side, of course, they have all these other books. People that looked at this book looked at these books, and then underneath that, what if it had People that looked at this book looked at these courses or these videos. So all of a sudden you have all of that traffic, uh, and it doesn't matter what the topic is, uh, That because Amazon does such a good job of cross-promoting, you know, whether it's physical products that, like a microphone or uh, dishes or a book or DVDs. Now you can upload your videos onto Amazon. Ed educational, since we're talking about educational, I would say educational, but... It could be, you know, a tour of London. You go to London, you take a bunch of videos and pictures of London, and then you put together a video. Here's the places to go in London. You know, travel is big. or You know, so, I mean, the, the, it just blows open the doors for b video producers like me. It's a massive opportunity. And uh, Amazon, as you know, is not going to go away. So those are well, some of the how do you know and this is all fabulous and i love the breaking news uh on on that with amazon because they are the the you know the 800 pound gorilla right but you know how do you not get lost in in the noise that goes out there there's a lot more courses out there there's a lot more course makers right back in the day i mean there really wasn't as many so it's easy to stand out and have your own unique course but 
Um, so how do you do that, right? Because, you know, the whole point is to really get traction, to get buyers and all that stuff. So how do you make sure that that happens after you put all the work into making a course? Well, the first thing you do is you don't put all the work into making the course. Like, in, in with my system, it's three hours of time for an expert, okay? So... Because it breaks my heart because I'll be on the Udemy Facebook page and, and there'll be some guy almost every month that happens. I spent 12 hours a day for three months or five months working on my course and I put it up and it's 30 hours long and it's my, the love, you know, so much love went into it and I have two students. What do I do? Yeah. It's his little baby, right? Yep. And everyone thinks his little baby's ugly. Yeah, exactly. So I say, what, let's say, for example, you're an accountant. So what are the topics you can talk about? Well, I can talk about bookkeeping. I can talk about inventory. I can talk about this. I can talk about income statements, whatever, right? And you can talk for an hour on all those. Yeah, you can. Okay, great. So let's talk for an hour on income statements and how you read an income statement so that the, the entrepreneur that has no clue how to do the income statement or read the income statement and understand how his business is doing. Okay, so we do that. It took him like three hours. Nobody likes it. They hate it. Great. Next topic. Who cares, right? This was three hours of your time. It's no big deal. And But what happens if they love it? Great. Well, what's the next? Well, balance sheets. Okay, so now we're going to talk about balance sheets. And what's the next one after that? And there's, there's always a hundred – because you can go wide and you can go deep. But why go deep when you don't know if there's any interest? So – and – there could be. Now, real quick, and this is great, Scott. Now, but but how do you get your first buyer, right? Yeah. Okay. So I made my first course, three hours, boom, it's up. How do I get that first person to get it? Udemy does that all for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's the beauty of Udemy. Like, if you're so, here's the thing. Okay, there's two people. Okay, Corey and Ira. Ira has hundred thousand people on his email list. Corey has two. Ira wants to do a course. Corey wants to do a course. Ira. I would say put the course on your website, put a PayPal button on it, email your list. You get to keep all the money. Corey, I would say put a course up on Udemy. We'll get 500 or, or 900 free students in. We'll get some, you know, you get your mom and my mom. We'll get a couple five-star reviews from them. And now Udemy will take that course and they'll say, well, it's got a bunch of students. It's got some good reviews. We can promote it. If it's got no students and no reviews, who's going to buy it? So they won't bother promoting it. So it goes out on their promotions. It's caught in the Udemy search engines. Google ranks it. All the rest of it, you get you get some traction. You get start getting some sales, and and also you also get an opportunity to email all of your students in uh, through the Udemy system. So you don't actually need your own email system or anything else like Aweber or Infusionsoft to do the emailing. So it's a great place where there's 20 million students, I think that's right, maybe a few more, who are all wanting to learn stuff. And so out of those 20 million, are there some that want to learn what you want to teach? Of course there are. There's lots. There's lots. And even though we think that there's lots of course creators out there, there aren't any that are you. So you have you end up attracting your own type of perfect student. Your ideal student is attracted to you on the Udemy platform. You may be meeting them, you know, in your day to day, walking around the world, whatever it is that you're doing, and you just say, "I've got this course. Go and check it out. I've got this course. Go and check it out." And then 
the key to it all is getting ready for Black Friday because that's when Udemy really turns on the tap. That's when everybody wants to buy. The last couple of years, sales have just gone through the roof uh, a couple of weeks before and during Black Friday. So I always look at it. The year starts on Black Friday and, and sorry, ends on between Black Friday and New Year's because that's the second big peak. And so between those, either before or after, I'm focusing on the next one. And, and that's what I tell all my experts to do. So you want to get three or four or five courses up, and then Udemy drives all the traffic there. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Amazon. Amazon will look at your course and look at whatever you've written about your course and say, that course is about this topic. We have 35 books on this topic. We'll make sure that everyone that looks at those books looks at this course. So the beauty of and what I love about Skillshare and Udemy and Amazon is – Yes, there are search engine optimizing things that you should be doing, you know, in terms of titles and your descriptions and blah, blah, blah. But they drive a lot of buying traffic. So they are, I look at them all as lead generation, which now I remember the second part I was going to say is the course itself. You could give it away for free. You could make the average instructor on Udemy makes eight grand a year. So this is not now there are instructors that make a million dollars a year. But there's like 20,000 instructors and there's like 10 that make a million dollars. So the odds are not good. What you want to look at Udemy for and all of your courses are lead generation. They're the beginning of your funnel. So, wow, this is an opportunity for me to spend an hour and a half with my ideal client kind of one-on-one -on -one without me having to spend any time. There's the leverage that Ira was talking about earlier, right? So now once they've taken the course, at the end of the course, I can say, you know what? Uh, this is you finished the course. Congratulations! Now, what are your next steps? Well, you should review the course because there's stuff that you missed or you forgot. And if you really want to delve into, you know, how to make a shed in the back of the, your yard, then you really need to get me to come over and help you. So call me at one eight hundred blah blah blah, and I'll be right over and help you make a shed. Like in other words, have an upsell. Either I've got other courses or I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, or I have a software program that will really help make life easy. Uh, this, these things are great for software uh, pr producers, programmers. If you've got a software that does something, this is an hour and a half explaining how your software works. And at the end of it, if you're smart, you'll get my free trial for seven days or a month. And then once you've used it for seven days or a month, I know that you're going to want to continue to use it forever. And so now I've got this passive residual income coming from people that Udemy is sending me. So the final part of this is you know, I could do the same thing and put up a website and everything else and I could use Google AdWords and Facebook ads and, and YouTube ads and every other ad to drive traffic. And what does that cost me? Money. Udemy will pay me for my prospects. So this is lead generation that's you get paid for the, you know, it's here's a buck for this lead, Scott, or here's five bucks for this lead, Scott, or here's 20 bucks for this lead, Scott. Thank you very much. And those leads turn into sales on the end. I love it. We're on with Scott Patton. Wow. Really amazing stuff. We're going to take a short break and be right back. And we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here. This is the Mojo Marketing Edge. We're on with Scott Patton, who's telling us all about Udemy, making courses, getting it out the door, making your first sale. Now, Scott, let me ask this. Do you get to keep the list that you have of buyers that come in? No. Udemy uh, looks at everybody that uh, joins Udemy as theirs, which I totally respect. They do give you the opportunity to email 
them six times in a month. Four of the emails are what they call educational announcements, and two of them are what they call promotional announcements. And, you know, when I think about it, I think, you know, I know people that email every day. I am on lists of people that email me every day, and I'm happy to be on their list and get their emails every day. Other people, not so much. Uh, but really, when you think about it, for educational, which could send you to like a YouTube video that you did, because don't forget, these are all people that are watching videos. So, oh, I just did a, you know, this, this change happened, and so I made a, a quick video. You can go here, you can watch it. And of course, at the end of the YouTube video, you could be upselling them onto your next webinar or to go to your your website and sign up for your own email ad, you know, your own email list or anything else that you want. But I think six is reasonable for anybody to be emailing a student in a course. And then, of course, the two promotional ones are, uh, the, you know, the promotional one's not much good if you only have one course, right? That's why I think you should have more than one, like a lot. <clears throat> and, then, of course, then you just email them and say, by the way, we're having a sale. You can get 25% off uh, all of my courses or these particular courses. And you can it can be for three or four days. It could be forever or, you know, and and what happens of course is your students that love you are waiting this is the other thing is you can look at Udemy kind of as every month there was a special on TV right and like when I grew up we had you know Elvis Presley would have a special every couple months or something like that and he'd sing his songs and we would all watch it well you have the same sort of thing happening in the educational field where you have these people that are following you so if every month or every two months you come up with a new course and then you do a promo on it uh, you're going to get this massive stream of new, excited learners into each of your courses as you as you go from one course to the next to the next, and uh, so that's basically how the the whole email marketing part of it works. I love it. Okay, good. So now, are you allowed to in there like direct them towards your website and you know an opt-in page inside your course? Okay, so what they don't want is blatant stealing of students. So they don't, they ask that you don't send somebody to a landing page that says, in order to get my latest video, give me your email and your, and your name. What they do have is at the end of your course, they have what they call a bonus lecture. And in that, you can say, okay, um, this is my website. If you want to go here, I post on my blog, this, that, and the other thing. Also, uh, if you want to know more about my software or you want to know more about like whatever it is that you – or I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, you can call me here. So basically, you've, you've got an opportunity to pitch them. It's at the end. And, of course, you know, fewer students end than begin, and, and that can be a little bit of an issue. Uh, but you are able to – so I would say, yes, you can, but don't send them to a page where it's an immediate opt-in or an obvious – opt-in because that's going to be frowned upon got it okay totally makes sense and so and now tell us about the pricing on these courses is it pretty easy to figure out what the price your course course at yeah they they actually made some changes to the pricing in the last few months uh and now the pricing is from twenty dollars to fifty dollars in increments of five so those of us that like nineteen dollars or seventeen dollars or nine twenty nine dollars or $27, we're disappointed because we can only go 20 25 30 and onwards. Uh, I think this will change in the future because there are people who have certification courses uh, that they want to have on Udemy, and Udemy is aware of this, and these are courses that are selling for $500 or $1,000 and that sort of thing. But they, as I said before, they're crowdsourcing education, so they 
they don't really look at your whether it's a certification course or, or any of these things. So I think we're going to see that in the future where if you have a course and it's a certification course and it should be more than $50 to be reasonable for your marketplace, that they're going to have a process for which you're going to be able to get that approved. But most I would generally, I would say, generally speaking, that's one percent of the instructors that have this issue. The ninety-nine percent, like myself, who don't have certification-type courses, are going to be quite happy in that twenty to fifty-dollar range. Now, let's talk about the people that are making a million dollars, right? Very few of them, but I'm just uh, people are always curious about this. Sure. How are they? How are they making a million dollars on Udemy? Well, some of them made it, as you had said earlier. They were in in the beginning. And so they really rode that wave up. And I think we're going to be seeing this fall another expansion of that wave up. I think we're, it's just going to start really rocking and rolling. Uh, most of the students, that, sorry, most of the instructors who are making the big money are programming instructors. So they will be teaching iOS 9 or whatever it is or how to JavaScript something or those sort of things. And and then also the general marketing courses like, you know, how do you be successful on YouTube or how do you use Facebook ads or Facebook Live is the latest thing. So, you know, those types of courses are, are the courses that are the most popular right now based on the type of students that they've got. But what you, but that doesn't mean that that's the, you know, you need to go and do those things and those things only. There is a lady on Udemy, for example, who will teach you how to bake sourdough bread. And she made $30,000 in the last, I think, eight months uh, because there were just all these people that wanted to learn how to make sourdough bread, I guess. I, I'm sh- kind of shocked by it. So you you can find little niches where there's nobody sort of looking after those people and and away you go. Now, this particular lady, I believe she had a very good following on YouTube. So she already knew people were following her on YouTube. They liked what she was putting together. They were video watchers. So she just put up a couple of videos saying, by the way, I've got this course on Udemy. Go here, 25% off or whatever her promotion was. And hundreds of thousands of people went and enough to, to make 30,000 in sales stayed. Oh, I love it. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. No, this is fabulous. So all right, so let's just say somebody, you know, somebody listened to this show. They're like, all right, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get leads from Udemy. I'm going to go out there and make it happen, right? Um, what other tips do you have as far as getting this done, making it profitable? Obviously, you know, you're investing some time, but not a lot, right? I like the yep. three-hour mark, right, for getting the course content done. Um, and actually, as, before we dive into that, I want to ask you a, a very simple question. Do you mostly just sell your other courses? Do you also do upselling and coaching? What's what does that look like for you? I'm mostly focused on uh, putting up courses. And I, I, it was kind of funny because I was looking at my podcasting course and I thought, you know, I really should offer coaching for people that want to do a podcast and they, they take the course and they're not really 100% sure and they need some help because a lot of podcasters can use some coaching. And so I approached a coach and a couple coaches now and I said, you know, if somebody asks me about coaching, could you do the coaching? Because <laughs> I don't want to. Like I, I really, I've done a lot of coaching in my life, and I, I want to remain disciplined and focused, like Ira said. And to be have, you know, to be on uh, coaching calls all day would keep take me away from what I really want to do and what I love doing, which is the co-producing, co-directing, and sometimes co-starring in uh, in video courses. Uh, so what I did is I delegated 
the podcast coaching. And so, and that's what I look at doing with all of the courses that I do is there, there should be a, I actually won't really do a course with anybody who doesn't have an upsell because it, if it made the average, which was 8,000, I would feel really bad, right? Because like, how can you, you can't live on $8,000 a year. You can live on $8,000 of part-time income that brings you 10 or 15 new coaching clients every month or every year or whatever it is. Uh, and that's how, so that's sort of how I look at it. I love it. So Scott, we're, uh, we're wrapping up here. Thanks so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Now, if they want to hear more from Scott Patton, where would they go? Well, I go to Udemy and do a search on Scott Patton, P-A-T-O-N, and you'll see my profile, and and you'll be able to you'll see my YouTube videos, my Facebook page, uh, my Twitter handle, and uh, I think you can send me an email through there as well. And that's probably the easiest way. Um, if you're more, if you're interested in the podcasting aspect of it, www.powerpodcasters.com is my podcasting website, and you can contact me through there as well. Love it. Thank you, Scott, for being on. There you have it. A little recap. Get your course done fast. Let's spend more than three hours putting it together as far as the content. Get it up on Udemy because it's very easy and it's designed like that. They bring you buyers and focus on the upsell. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. This is Corey Michael Sanchez and Ira Rosen. We'll see you in the next Mojo Marketing Edge podcast and radio show. Talk to you soon. Adios.